Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me today for episode 59. How to forgive those that hurt you. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that that prisoner was you. A quote by Louis B. Smedes. I attended a wellness retreat back in November of 2022. After being estranged from my mother for the past four years, I came out of that retreat so inspired to just surprise my mother at her work, to just pour love into her, to just hug her, not even say a word, just so she could feel that I love her. I had a lot of support from the women that were at this retreat because I have to admit, doing this was a little out of my comfort zone. But these wellness retreats just have a way of inspiring you and encouraging you to do things that are out of your comfort zone that basically excel you into a higher, deeper level of healing. So I did it. (laughs) When I was there standing outside of my mother's job, I remember feeling really nervous and I waited for her. And as soon as she came out, I hugged her. I hugged her and I held her tightly and she was laughing because she was surprised. And it was almost as if she took it as if I was hugging her because I missed her. Like I was a little girl hugging her mom, but that's not the way that it was not at least not for me. I'm a grown woman who has realized that I was raised, you know, not being praised. I was mentally and physically abused as a child, that I was put into harm's way, that my parents abandoned me. Like there's a lot of stuff there that a lot of people cannot believe that I have had the ability to forgive. So I'm coming, looking at my mother knowing and seeing her as a woman who has tons of unhealed trauma. And I'm just wanting to be, I guess, the bigger person, for lack of a better word, and just hug her and out of love. That was it. But I could tell she felt differently about it. And I remember holding her by her hands, and I looked at her in her eyes, and I told her, point blank, 
I forgive you for everything, but I know that you have a lot of healing to do. And she kind of said, oh, yeah, I know we all do. And, you know, I told your brother that and da, 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 da. And it just went off like that. And I'm like, I want to reestablish a relationship with you. And I said, but I don't know what that looks like. So I was trying to let her know that I had the desire, but I wasn't just going to jump into it because of all the things that have happened in our past. She was so happy. After that, she sent me a text message saying she felt full of so much joy. She's like, you have no idea how what you did made me feel. And, you know, it was really cool. And I had this sense of hope inside that, you know what? My mom and I are finally, finally going to be able to have a happy, healthy relationship. We started texting back and forth. And, you know, she led me to believe that she was making healthier minded choices, that she was learning more about God, that she was just being a better person. And I couldn't have been more proud of her. And I would tell her that. Then when my son went astray that following month in December um, by an 18 year old girl who was grooming him, I um, reached out to my brother who wasn't available. And then I, I allowed my mother to come pick him up knowing that, you know, my three brothers were around because they all live in Las Vegas. It's not just her. So I thought, okay, this is better than putting my son in a facility. That's honestly what I thought at the time. I never saw it coming. But my mother filed a protection order against me to strip me of my parental rights and to take my 15-year-old son from me. After two months of my son being over there with her, I started noticing that she was keeping him from me. I would I typed up an email let my, letting my son know that I forgive him for everything. He makes mistakes as a child. You know, he's a teen and that I loved him and, you know, things are going to be amazing. You know, things are going to great. Things are going to come from this. You know, just reminding my son I loved him. She never wanted to send him the email and I didn't see this at the time. Then I started mentioning about talking to him and she said, he's not ready. She would just kept pushing me off. And again, I never noticed it at the time. I didn't notice it until I was forced to create a statement, collecting all of these documents together and going back through my text messages. Now I can see the bigger picture. I also noticed that he wasn't submitting his homework on time. I had to constantly remind her every week um, because I did not have any contact with my son. I didn't have a way to text him, to email him, to speak to him over the phone, or to even Zoom call him. Um, I started requesting that we get on a Zoom call because I wanted to physically see my son. I wanted to make sure he was okay mentally, physically, and spiritually. And she kept telling me all these things that I have no idea of knowing if it really came from my son. And it doesn't really make sense that it would. Um, and then she started ignoring my text messages and my phone calls. So like any concerned parent... I drove down to Las Vegas to uh, pick up my son. Uh, she has a gated house and how her behavior had been and knowing how she's been in the past. I sought advice from, you know, the police and I was advised to get a peace officer to uh, monitor this, you know, interaction. We went, my son claimed abuse, which is something he pulled back in Utah in Utah, CPS um, identified that there's no cause to open a claim, rightfully so. 
Las Vegas CPS did the exact same thing. So they released my son to us. We went to California for, you know, a fun family vacation. It's something that we had wanted to do to just, you know, reconnect with our son, rebond, say goodbye to the old life, say hello to this new and improved life. He made a mistake. He went off the beaten path. He allowed himself to be, um, you know, taken astray by a girl. I mean, what teen wouldn't, you know, she was sending sexual images of herself to my son. There's no telling what else she may have told my son, how she may have manipulated my son. Um, he had a secret phone. They were talking. So there's a lot that could have gone on there. Um, I went to California. I decided to use a forgiving activity that I have you that I've learned from the many different healing retreats that I've attended. And it was a forgiveness retreat. So it was forgiveness all around for all of us. And tears were shed. My son expressed, you know, uh, those words that he forgives me for the mistakes I made. He forgives Jaime for sticks for mistakes he made, my husband. And we forgive him for the mistakes he made because one of the important um, life lessons that I teach to my children is that just because you're a child and we're adults doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes. We make mistakes too. And just like we expect our children to apologize and ask for forgiveness, parents need to do the same thing. So this was a really, really, really important time to do this activity. And I could tell my son looked different. I could see the healing in his face. And it was a beautiful thing. On our way back to Utah, I noticed that there was police at my door. And they informed us through our doorbell, our ring camera doorbell, that my mother had filed a protection order against me. And they were there to pick up my son. I immediately burst into tears. I was so, we were in the car and I was so emotional. I was just crying and crying because I knew my mother had let me down again. But this takes the cake. I mean, her abandoning me on the streets of Las Vegas as a young teen where I was cold, tired, hungry, starving, had no place to live or go or sleep. This tops that tenfold because she's messing with my child. I have gone above and beyond to purge all of the trauma, all of the mental, physical, um, sexual abuse, all of the symptoms of that, all of the, the anxiety disorder, the PTSD nightmares, how I would cut myself, how I would, how I would get drunk, I would take any drug, any pill somebody offered me all in an attempt to just escape my reality and numb the pain. I've spent my entire life shedding that life and bursting out of that victimized cocoon to blossom into the woman that I believe God has been calling me to be, the type of mother God has been calling me to be. And for my mother, my own mother, who has never gotten in trouble for anything that she's done to me, has the audacity, the audacity to try to make me look like an unfit mother. <sighs> Victimized, traumatized Tiffany would have become so angry 
You know, I would have had the worst attitude on the way home. My husband and I probably would have gotten into a nasty fight. Um, I probably would have been text messaging my mother all sorts of crap, cussing her out. I probably would have tried to call her. She probably would have ignored my phone call, but because um, she had been. I would have been so stressed and depressed. I know I would have felt absolutely defeated. And none of it would have been good. But healthier-minded Tiffany turned it over to God. I laid down in the back seat and I prayed to God as I cried. I called out to the Lord and I asked him, please take this away from me. I surrender this all to you. I praise you. I honor you. I worship you, Lord. Take this away from me. This is not my battle. I just surrendered. It's okay to feel emotional when things happen. Horrific things happen to us. But it's true that what really matters is how we respond. I immediately responded emotional because I felt the knife, not in my back. I felt the knife in my front. <laughs> it felt like I got stabbed in the heart. And it was the worst pain I think I've ever felt the, up to this point in my life because it involves my child. But I turned it over to God. I had a choice. Old Tiffany, healthy-minded Tiffany. I chose to use what I've learned in my healing journey. We are meant to praise God in our times of trouble and in our times of joy. So that's exactly what I did. And he gifted me with the most amazing sense of peace and calm. He gave me mental clarity and energy that I've needed to compile a statement that took me all week to complete. Now, this, this time frame, this week is actually my, during my monthly cycle. And uh, to those of you that don't know, another way that I self-care is during that time, I deliberately don't take any phone calls or Zoom calls or do anything like that because I want to take time to just self-care and do what I need to do for me and to rest. But God gave me so much mental clarity that I normally don't have during that week, energy that I normally don't have during that week, peace and calm. And I know, I know that that was from God. Without a shadow of a doubt, I know that was from God. And this episode is currently being recorded just hours before my court hearing. And I have a sense of calm because I believe that all I have to do is be me and allow the truth to speak for itself. The most important lesson that I learned today was that you can forgive somebody, but you cannot be so quick to trust. You can forgive 
because it's for you. Forgiveness does not mean that what the other person did to you is okay. Forgiveness does not mean that your feelings and what happened to you doesn't matter. Forgiveness means that you refuse to allow what somebody else did to you to ruin your entire life. That's what forgiveness means. I made a mistake. And I'm sharing this with all of you because I don't want you to make the same mistake I did. And this just goes to prove, even though I've experienced so much healing in my life, I'm still healing and I am still learning. Things are going to continue to happen in my life. But the great thing is, is I am learning how to use the tools that I've achieved and learned and into how to respond from a healthier minded standpoint, opposed to a victimized, traumatized standpoint. And it, it makes a world of difference. So the mistake that I made was not forgiving my mother. That was not a mistake. The mistake that I made was being so quick to trust her. I should have waited to ensure she had actually either sought therapy, went to some coaching, went to a retreat, just anything, something to prove, to prove that she had actually done the work. I know what it's like to do the work. That's what I've been doing. And that's what I'm going to continue to do every day of my life. Because all I want to do is continue to purge all those things that are in me that do not serve me. I want to learn lessons from all the traumatic events that I've endured in my entire life. And I want to be able to share them with you so raw and so vulnerable like I am right now. Because I want to help other people see and learn through me. I care about people and I know what it's like to experience things like this. I mean, after everything that my mother has put me through in my entire life, she is now at 40 years old. I am 40 years old and she is still attempting to hurt me. I still cannot wrap my head around it. I can't. I, my brain does not think that way. I would never in a million years think about doing something like this to my children. I just wouldn't. But I'm not choosing to focus on that because what you focus on grows. So I'm not focusing on that. I'm really not focusing on anything. I'm just living my life the way I always have. I'm recording my podcast episode to upload it tomorrow, which is today, the day that you may be hearing this or any day thereafter. I have my court hearing here in a couple of hours and I'm at peace. I'm not nervous. I'm not even angry. I'm not worried. I don't feel doubtful. I know that the victory is mine. I know that we don't fight 
flesh against flesh, meaning it's not a, it's not really a fight between me and my mother. It's deeper than that. This is a spiritual battle. This is between God and the enemy. And he is using my mother to hurt me. And he knows how to do that through my child. But it's not going to work because my faith is strong. And I know that I aim every single day, every single moment of my life to live a righteous life. But I am not perfect. None of us are. We are all sinners, which is why we need Jesus. That's why he died on the cross for us. And I believe that with all my heart and soul, with every fiber of my being. And I was the one who used to say God doesn't exist. I was the one who said, if God does exist, I hate him. Because how could a God ever allow all these horrific things to happen to me? I know what it's like to have that type of mindset. I've been there. And now I'm on the other side. And there's a reason for that. Something had to have happened, right? And it did. In writing my book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal, I share in there moments of how I realized it was like God slapped me in the face and showed me that he was always there. Even though I didn't see him, even though I didn't feel him, even though I didn't know him, he was there. God continues to show up for me in my life. So I will continue to show up from him for him. And sharing my testimonies like this and being so raw and vulnerable is just an example of how I do that. So today's takeaway is that I want you to know forgiveness is amazing. It's incredible. And it's for you. And you deserve to have that. So you can free yourself and not become a prisoner because of what somebody else did. Forgive, but do not be so quick to trust. I have set a boundary. I did make the statement, and I'm being honest here. I said, she's dead to me. Never again. I admit that I said that. And I actually asked God for forgiveness for that. So some people might think I'm crazy, <laughs> but I'm still leaving that door open. I'm leaving that door open, but that boundary is so thick. The only way that I would even consider communicating with this woman again is if I knew and I saw it with my own eyes, documentation, I heard from her counselor, therapist, or whomever that may be, that she has actually done the work, that she has actually healed her childhood trauma and the trauma she's experienced since then. Unfortunately, my mother has been a collector of trauma. She's been collecting it ever since she was a child, eight years old to be exact. So I know she is full of so much pain, so much torment. And I know she tries to be good, but I also know that we cannot do it alone. We need God. And some of us may believe in God, but if we are not living according to God's ways, you won't see the fruit of what he can provide. Again, I'm speaking from experience. 
So if you would like to learn more about forgiveness, about experiencing mental relief from your trauma and how to be able to respond from a healthier standard, you know, a healthier mind um, to experience physical wellness, to um, experience spiritual growth so you can have joy in all areas of your life. I invite you to sign up for my Unlocking Your Ability to Heal Masterclass that I will be hosting on March 31st. I will be hosting it um, every month. So you're welcome to sign up through my website at tiffanypatlin.com. And in closing, I just want to share this quote. To always remember that actions speak louder than words. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now.